Yes, Lord, you are almighty and we thank you. We thank you that you do outshine everything in this wonderful creation you've made. We thank you that you're here with us this morning. So, Lord, just again, together, we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. Have a seat. Welcome to church. I hope you are really excited. Like, I'm so excited that I'm almost sweating, which is why I had to dress down a little bit to cool off. Because it's a great morning. We've got baptisms this morning, which is fantastic. It's so exciting to see in our house, in our church, in our expression of our faith, that living out of the Great Commission, where people are getting baptised, you know, the thing that we were left to do here on earth. So, if you're here online, welcome to you as well, and it's great to have you with us. Uh, please put a line in the chat, just let us know you're here this morning. But let's start with our baptism. So, if you're getting baptised this morning, please come up. And the exciting thing is we have lots of people getting baptised, so there's lots of organising, so parents can come up as well, that's really good, that's if your parents are here. See, baptisms are for the young and the young at heart, actually they're for everybody, cool. Let me just wade down here for a minute, okie doke, come on in. Very good, so come right down this end, and I'm going to turn you around, and you can just come a little bit forward, lovely, okie doke. So, what's your name? Daniel. And how old are you, Daniel? Nine. And why are you getting baptised today? Because I think it's my next step to following Jesus. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic, that's right, it's worth a round of applause, because it is, it is the next step in following Jesus. So, Daniel, do you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Saviour? Yep. Great. I'm going to have you kneel down. That's good. So, Daniel, on confession of your faith, I now baptise you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Okie doke, come on in. Very good. I'm going to turn you around. Okie doke. So, tell us why you're getting baptised today. Um, I can't go the speech with anyway. Hello, people of the Sail Baptist Church. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Ben Williams I, and I am 11 years old. I'm standing here today because I want to be baptised. Earlier this year, our church had a Big Step Sunday and asked, what is your ne next Big Step? Things like that. Over the, over the next few weeks, I realised my next Big Step to following Jesus was to be baptised. Thank you and may God be with you. Well done. <laughs> no, I'll tell you. So, Ben, do you believe Jesus is your Lord and Saviour? I do. Okay. You can kneel down. Cool. 
So Ben, on confession of your faith, I now baptise you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Cool. Yeah, just pop one aside. That's good. Okay, so Ted, why are you getting baptised today? Yeah. I'm getting baptised because Jesus did it and it is technically a step up in faith as a Christian. I love God and Jesus and will give my life for him, for him as he did for us. Great. Well done. <laughs> so Ted, do you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Saviour? Yes. on confession of your faith, I now baptise you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So, Sam, I'll spin you around a tiny bit. Oh, spin you around that way. Lovely. So, why are you getting baptised today? Today I'm going to get baptised because so I can take the next step of Jesus and be a better follower of him. Fantastic. Well done. So, Sam, do you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Saviour? Yes. on confession of your faith, I now baptise you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now I'm just going to pray for these guys, well, we've got them all together. So, you guys have just come over here, that's right, so you can face, face these folks, and we'll get your, that's right, parents to come round behind so they can lay hands on you, and I can pray from back here. Okay, let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for these young men. I thank you that they have listened to your voice and listened to your call on their life, that they've been willing to stand up and say in public that you are their Lord and Saviour, that they've been willing to see that this is their next step, a step of faith, where they're trusting you. Lord, I pray for your protection over them, and I pray for your blessing in their life. I pray that you raise them up to be godly men, Lord, to be mighty warriors of your word, Lord, and to, to spread the goodness of your love and your faith through all their friendships, through all their relationships as they live. So Lord, I thank you so much for them. I ask for your blessings to be poured out on them and I ask for your protection of them. In Jesus' name, amen.
can get um, Tamara and Joan. Oh, you're ready. Right. All right. So, Kath, why have you chosen to get baptised today? Um, I've known Jesus for a bit over a year now. He's come back into my life after a very long time. And um, I've known him my heart for the past year. He's in here, but it's time for me to show it to everyone else, um, to my family, to my friends, um, to my congregation and my community. So, uh, Kath, do you uh, confess Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? Yes, I do. On your confession of faith, I baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dear God and loving Father, we thank you for the privilege to pray and encourage Catherine as she takes this step of faith to follow you. I thank you that you know Catherine. You knit her together in her mother's womb. I thank you that you have known Catherine and loved Catherine throughout her life as a daughter, a sibling, a wife, a mother, a paramedic, and a friend. I pray for wisdom in all areas of Catherine's life in accordance with your word. Sustain her through life's journey of ups and downs as only you can. I pray that you will bless her on this special and exciting baptism day and that you will know that she will know your presence in her daily life. Catherine May the Lord bless you and keep you, and the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. Absolutely. Hallelujah. A round of applause. Have a seat. It's just such a wonderful morning. Let me welcome you again and for all our guests who are visiting or visitors that are visiting I guess yep um, welcome it's great to have you with us sharing this morning if you're joining us online the same thing it's great to have you here as well <sighs> right it's just such a fantastic morning it's been great now is a good chance to check in if you're a regular on your church centre app just to let us know you're here this morning if you're online pop a comment somewhere just to let us know that you're here this morning because we like to gather together we want to gather together as family and know that you're with us and here um, you may find on the seats we have our connect and next steps and giving cards back again after a long covid break 
So the Connect cards are just there so that if you have a message for anyone, if you have a prayer request, if you have a bit of encouragement for somebody, then you can jot it down on there and you can drop it in the offering bucket as it comes past. The Next Steps cards, just like you heard with the boys this morning, they're for you to consider your next steps. It may be baptism, but it may be joining a small group. It may be just wanting, not knowing what my next step is, but I want to talk to someone about it. Uh, it might be something practical like uh, joining a team or something like that. But you can drop that down on the Next Steps card and drop it in the offering bucket and we'll get back to you. And the giving cards are pretty obvious. They're for giving. Um, if you give online, feel free to grab a card and, and pop it in. Because often if we give online, which we do these days, um, it just becomes an automatic thing. It's a set and forget thing. And that's certainly not what God is about when it comes to our offering and our giving. Um, he doesn't need the money. Like, he made everything. It's not a, about the money, it's about our hearts. So, it's very much for God. He wants you to think each week and engage with your heart that, hey God, I'm giving you this money because you are my God. You are bigger than everything. You're bigger than my bank account. Um, you'll look after me so I can give to you freely because I know that you give to me and you'll bless me and I have nothing to worry about. So if you do give online, um, either pick a slip up and just drop it in the bucket as it goes past or even just think as you pass that bucket along, just think of God and think of your giving to God as that goes past because He really wants you to think about that and think about your heart um, as you give this morning. So with that, while the offering buckets are going around, uh, I'll run you through some of our uh, announcements. There they go. Cool. Men's breakfast on June the 4th, which is this Saturday at 7am, which will be here. It's uh, just $5. You can sign up at the info desk or on the church centre app under events. You'll find it there and you can register. Please sign up and register if you're thinking of coming uh, so that we know how many sausages and bacon and eggs and things to cook. Um, all men are welcome, so you can bring friends, you can bring neighbours, please bring your young men that are in your family as well. Uh, so it's a great time of fellowship and then afterwards we're going to have a tour of the old water tower, which is going to be quite interesting because I've never been there myself, so that should be fun. So that is this Saturday, 7am. Young adults, this Saturday, 6pm, because they don't get up early, although the young men are going to be there for breakfast, so they're going to have a long day. So, 6pm for young adults, potluck and games night. It's going to be at Pastor Lauren's house. If you don't know where Pastor Lauren's house is, today's a good chance to ask her. Um, but just ask somebody, they, they all know. Uh, once again, sign up at the, on the Church Centre app uh, or let someone know that you're going to be coming. So, potluck and games night for young adults, 6pm on Saturday. And at the moment, we have our Thy Kingdom Come uh, sort of initiative running. It runs be from Thursday the 26th, so last Thursday, to Saturday the 5th of June, Sunday the 5th of June, I should say. Um, and it's a 10-day period where we are consciously um, engaging in prayer for people who don't know Jesus. And specifically, we pick five people that we know and we pray for them every day that they will encounter Jesus in some way and come to faith. And we're going to conclude that on Sunday the 5th with a praise and worship night, which will be here at church. And it's going to start at 5 o'clock. 
Um, so you're all very, very welcome to come to that. It's an ecumenical service, so other churches will be joining with us. And it's a great time of just prayer and worship and praise, and then we'll share a meal afterwards. So it'll be a fantastic night, so please come along if you can. So it's five o'clock on next Sunday. Great. Okay, let me just pray, and then you'll have a chance to have a relax and have a chat to each other. So let's just, let me just pray. Thank you, Lord. I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for... Um, being able to witness these baptisms and just the encouragement that gives all of us to see a new generation um, willing to stand up and follow you. And Lord, we just pray for the offering that we've just taken up and I pray for people's offerings of their time, uh, their offerings of their heart to help other people, their availability to help people in your name and extend your love to their friends and their neighbours and their work colleagues. So, Lord, for all these offerings, uh, we just give them to you and we thank you that we have them to give in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so now it's time for you to mingle. You have five minutes to be able to wander about and mingle. Now, mingling, have you ever made one of those sachet things of coffee and you put it in and you put your hot water in, you give it a stir and it's kind of okay and then you find there's a lump and there's a powdery lump and you go, oh, you know, that's spoiled the whole thing now. Mingling's a little bit like that. It only works if you mingle. So if, you're, if you tend to just gravitate towards your friends and you're there in a dry old powdery lump, it's not the same. So I would encourage you today to get up, wander about, find someone who you don't know or don't know very well and just go over and say good day. Today, you have my permission to go up, and even if they've been coming to church for 10 years, but you don't know that, to say, hi, you're like, I'm Steve, do you come here often? And that's okay, that's fine, because it's family, family works like that. Pardon? What if your name's not Steve? You could use your own name, that would work, okay? So, you have five minutes to hop up out of your seats and mingle about, and SBC Kids will be heading out right now. Okay. Fantastic mingling, people. Yeah, make your way back to your seats. It's good to see you mingling. That would have been a fantastic cup of coffee. That would have been all creamy. It would have had the nice floaty stuff on top. It would have been no dry, powdery bits. It would have been great. Well done. Well done. What a fantastic Sunday. Lots of people to meet. You can continue those conversations later over a cup of tea or coffee as we meet in the hall after the service and really enjoy your Sunday. Ah, So now we take a deep breath. Let's all just stand up. Let me pray and then we'll continue in worship. Lord, I thank you so much. I thank you that we can gather together on this Sunday that we can do that freely, that we can meet old friends, we can meet new friends, and we can fellowship together in your name. I thank you for that love that you shared with us that we can now share with each other. And I thank you that in this room we can be family, we can be brothers and sisters, we can be uncles and aunts and grandparents and parents. I thank you that we are one big family in your name. And Jesus, I just praise you and I thank you for that. And Lord, I pray that um, 
as we sing and worship you now, that that um, just touches your heart as, as we sing from our heart to yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning. God, we thank you for your grace and your love. God, it started and finishes eternity, God. God, that you love us outside of time. And God, you've secured a heavenly home for us. Lord God, we pray this morning that we might we might know your presence and we might know your grace and your love. God, in a way that changes our heart, changes our families, changes our community, changes our influence. God, help us to be people that reflect and mirror Jesus and the grace that he gives us. God, we thank you for all that you're doing. God, we lift up the five that were baptised this morning. And God, we know that your plans for them are good, that you've created them in your image for your purpose and for your glory. And God, we pray that we might be a church that surrounds them in prayer and encouragement. And God, we might see them flourish in your kingdom and in your purpose. God, we thank you for these next moments we have together and we pray that you would speak to us, challenge us, help us to hear your voice pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please grab a seat. Good morning. Thank you, team. Great to see you this morning. Fantastic. Good to see some baptisms. I feel like coming out of COVID and we've come on a baptism rush. I think we're up to, I'm not sure what we're up to so far. We're in double digits for the year already, which is fantastic. And um, if there's one thing that we should measure, it should be people coming to faith and people getting baptised. And um, it's a, a great thing to celebrate and a great thing to, to in, let you encourage your faith um, every time we see baptism. So fantastic for those that were getting baptised this morning. And um, if you want to be baptised, if you're something that you've thought about um, or contemplated, then please let us know. We'd love to chat with you and, um, yeah, and see you get baptised as well. If you were here last week, or if you were streaming last week, we started a new series in 1 Kings, and we're calling it Elijah, because that's the, the character that we're looking at. Uh, Elijah is a man, a prophet, uh, that you see his story predominantly in 1 Kings and a little bit in 2 Kings as well. And so we're going to spend, I think it's seven weeks, looking at the, the man and the, the, um, the message and the miracles of Elijah. Uh, see what we can learn, see what we can be challenged by. And so I encourage you um, to, to read along with us, um, um, to follow along with us as we do that. In a minute, I'm going to read 1 Kings 17, verses 8 to 24. Um, last week, we looked at the first seven verses of 1 King, and we looked at, we, we did a bit of an introduction to what um, Elijah's message was, what his purpose was, what kind of man he was. He was a prophet uh, to the kings, one kings and two kings, as you might gather from the name of the books, is about the kings of Israel, it's about the kings of the, the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah, and uh, how God um, was maybe not followed in the way he should be, and uh, we saw, and we looked at last week, the, this idea, there was a bit of moral decay um, over the kingdoms um, through this time of one kings, and, and the prophets were sent, and Elijah was sent to 
sort of warn the kings, to help the kings see that maybe they weren't following or they were following the way God wanted them to, to, to go, uh, whether they were obeying and keeping the covenant uh, that they had um, been given. Um, and we looked at also the idea that Elijah wasn't a man of, uh, it seems, many words. He didn't speak a whole lot, uh, but he was a man of great faith and a man of great action. And, and perhaps one of the biggest challenges, I don't know, if, at least for me, coming out of last week, is that I want my faith to be greater than my words. Uh, I want my love to be greater than uh, my opinions, um, or my grace to be greater than my judgments. And um, I think it's a, a great sort of mantra and, uh, and, and way to live. Anyway, I won't preach last week's message, because I checked the podcast and it went for far too long, and I'm, I apologise. I'm not a... I talked about being not a man of many words, and here I was, many words later... Completely going against what I was preaching. Anywho, 1 Kings 17, uh, let's have a look here, verses 8 to 24. It says this, Then the word of the Lord came to him. Him is Elijah. Get up and go to Zarephath, that belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Look, I have commanded a woman who was a widow to provide for you there. So Elijah got up and went to Zarephath. Where he, when he arrived at the city gate, there was a widow gathering wood. Elijah called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup and let me drink. As she went to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord God, as the Lord your God lives, I don't have anything baked, only a handful of flour in the jar and a bit of oil in the jug. Just now I'm gathering a couple of sticks in order to go prepare it for myself and my son so we can eat it and die. Then Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go and do as you have said, but first make me a small loaf from it and bring it to, out to me. Afterward, you may make some for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord God of Israel says. The flour jar will not become empty and the oil jug, oil jug will not run dry until the Lord sends rain on the surface of the land. So she proceeded to do according to the word of Elijah. Then the woman, Elijah and her household, ate for many days. The flour jar did not become empty and the oil jug did not run dry. According to the word of the Lord, he had spoken through Elijah. After this, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. Sorry, yeah, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. His illness got worse until he stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, my man of God, what do you have against me? Have you come to call attention to my iniquity so that my son is put to death? But Elijah said to her, give me your son. So he took him from her hand, her arms, brought him up the upstairs room where he was staying and laid him on his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow I'm staying with by killing her son? Then he stretched himself out over the boy three times. He cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, my God, please let this boy's life come into him again. So the Lord listened to Elijah and the boy's life came into him again and he lived. Then Elijah took the boy, brought him down from the upstairs room into the house and gave him to his mother. Elijah said, look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know you are a man of God and the Lord's word from your mouth is true. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you that it is living, and uh, God, you want to speak to us this morning. Help us to have the ears to hear your voice, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Up until this point in the story, you may remember that um, there's been famine, there's been drought. Elijah went to, to King Ahab and Jezebel and said, look, the, the Lord's not going to let it rain anymore, you're going to go into a, a season of drought and famine, and so... Um, when we get to this part of the story, we, we begin to see some of the, uh, the outworkings of that. You know, the, the woman's run out of flour and oil. Um, 
there's, there's not much going around for people to survive on. And as I was reading this, I couldn't help but think that, you know, there's, there's a whole nation, there's a whole group of people going through the same experience together, yet there's different reactions and responses to it. And I thought, um, maybe we've experienced something similar um, over the last few years, that we've gone through something together, uh, and there's been different reactions and responses to it. COVID has, in some ways, been a great equaliser, uh, because there's been no escape from it. Uh, whether you're rich or poor, young or old, uh, we've all felt uh, and noticed the effects of the pandemic over the last few years. We've all experienced something together, and it's affected us all. Um, some have felt it more than others, for sure, uh, but not one of us didn't feel its effect and didn't uh, affect us in some way, shape, or form. And I think one of the effects of the pandemic has been uh, on the church as well. It's really hit us as a community of faith, and not just this community, but the church globally. I was um, at a, a BUV day, Baptist Union Victoria in Melbourne, uh, where there's lots of churches and lots of pastors gathered, and there's this overwhelming sense that COVID has wreaked havoc on the church community and the way we've interacted with each other, on the way we've, of why people have stayed connected with each other, stayed connected with their faith, stayed engaged with the 